Welcome to podcast number 116 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. For those of you who may be checking us out for the first time, Quality Christian Living has to do with a teaching on how to live an abundant quality life, a Christian life filled with the joy of the Lord. We talk about topics dealing with peace and hope and wealth and prosperity and strength and how to make good decisions and how to have faith and all issues of life. It's basically a podcast on how to handle life. You get right down to the bottom line, life has a lot of challenges, but God's Word has an answer for every challenge that we'll face. You know, the Word God tells us that He's a very present help in times of trial and trouble, and the Word promises that we can live a life that's filled with joy and peace and happiness. So I'm going to take you through a series of messages I believe the Lord has directed for us. And today we're going to be branching off into a series entitled, God is our source for peace. So before we get into that, let's pray and invite the Holy Spirit to take over. Father, I thank you again for who you are and for your promises, Lord, in your word. And Lord, as we get into the teaching today on peace, I pray that you would bless it. I ask the Holy Spirit to come in now and to move and take over. I submit and yield to your guidance and your direction. I pray that you would lead us into your truth, Lord. And I pray that a special blessing will go out to those who are listening in today who may struggle from time to time or maybe have a great challenge with finding peace and happiness in their life. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to touch them now and bless them and open up their hearts to receive this teaching that's based and founded upon your word. Bless it now, I pray, and I'll give you all the glory in advance for what's going to take place. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As you listen to today's podcast, I believe we're going to find things in the Word of God that are going to help you understand how to walk in peace and how to live in peace and how to receive peace. I have a favorite scripture that talks about peace, and it's found in Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to read you a couple of verses from the New Living Translation, Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to start at verse 6, because without 6, you won't understand verse 7. So let's get into that. Verse 6 tells us, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Verse 7 now, then it says, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, I could just take that particular scripture and talk about it for a couple of hours. And the reason I say that is, is because there's so much packed in that to help us understand how to have peace in our walk with God and how to have peace in handling the issues of life and to understand that God is our source for peace. It starts off by saying, don't worry. Now, if we could just get that out of this podcast today, this would be a successful podcast. If all of you who are listening in today could just handle that part that says, don't worry about anything, we basically would have a successful podcast. And you would have, and I would have, a more successful life if we could learn to get worry out of our life. As a matter of fact, I pray this scripture every single night before I go to bed. I just, but I pray it by saying, God, thank you that I don't have to worry about anything. Because it says in your word that if I pray about everything, you see, I use that scripture, at least in my own life, to help me to maintain peace in my life. Now, you might be thinking, well, you probably have a great life and you've pastored a church for 20 years and you had a successful real estate development business and you've been married for all these years. I've been married now, my wife and I, for 55 years. Think of that. And all those years, you might think, well, you just had a great life and everything's been wonderful. Well, that isn't the way it works in life. Life throws things at us all the time that are challenging. There are 
illnesses that pop up. I've been diagnosed three times with incurable diseases that could take my life. The first one when, when I was 25 years of age with kidney failure, and God healed that. The next one was when I had kidney cancer at the age of 50, and I had a malignant tumor on my kidney, and the doctor didn't know if it was going to be a serious problem for me or whether it had already spread into my body, and they were concerned about other areas, and they could they just threw a lot of questions in my mind and started throwing doubts at me, so I had to claim the scriptures as, Lord, I'm not going to worry about this thing. I'm not going to worry about this diagnosis, and I'm not going to be anxious about it because it's not going to do me any good to worry or to have anxiety in dealing with this challenge. And then more recently, when I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer at the age of 69, they said I had about six months to live because it was so advanced, but that was over six years ago. So let me just tell you, we're not to be worrying about anything and we're supposed to live in peace. So let's look at the scripture a little more. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Well, there's the key there. Tell God what you need. That's a crucial part of this in having peace is tell God what you need and then thank him for all he He's done. I don't think we thank the Lord enough. If we want to have peace in our life, we need to be thankful. We need to be filled with faith and thankfulness and not worry and not have anxiety. It says, thank him for what he's done. It says, then, that's a very important word, then, you will experience God's peace. It doesn't say you might get God's peace or there's a possibility you might get it. It simply says that you will receive God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. You know, when you have peace in the middle of a trial, you can't explain it. When I was diagnosed with terminal cancer six years ago, I looked at the doctor when he told me that. He says, well, you may only have six months to live because it's so far advanced. I put my head down for, I mean, not, not one second. And right back up, I looked him right in the eyes and I said, so let me get this straight. You are trying to scare me with heaven. You see, that comes from peace. That's not because I'm a great, powerful Christian. It's not because I'm better than you are or more wis- have more wisdom you have or more understanding. Not at all. It's because God placed in my heart peace. He told me not to worry about it. So when I was diagnosed with incurable cancer, I just thought, well, you can't worry me because I'm bound for heaven. And the doctor looked at me when I said that statement to him that, so you're trying to scare me with heaven. He said, you must really believe that. And I said, yes, I certainly do. And that's going to give me peace through this whole thing. And I said, doctor, before this thing is over, before God heals me of this condition, you're going to understand what I'm talking about when it comes to knowing that you're bound for heaven. So it was a great opportunity to give a testimony and a great opportunity to call upon God to give me peace. And the scripture says, it says, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I've discovered over the years that the reason people can't seem to live in peace is because they start to worry about it. They get anxious about it. So it gets in their mind. And the more they think about it, the more they dwell on it, then it goes down to their heart and it becomes very deeply embedded in them. So now they start to have fear and anxiety and worry and they're just anxious about all kinds of things and they don't allow the Spirit of God to lift that from them and have peace. But see, when we believe this scripture and we don't worry and we pray and we thank God for what he's done, we then we experience God's peace. And when we have God's peace, you can't explain it, but you know you have it. And I can tell you, you're going to receive that before today's session is over. I believe some people out there are going to receive peace that passes all understanding and it's going to guard their heart and guard their minds in Christ. 
Christ Jesus. Now, you know, as a pastor for 20 years, I had a lot of counseling sessions, and they were all biblically-based counseling sessions. But I can tell you, when I would ask people in the church, and I'd be preaching on a Sunday, and I'd feel led to maybe stop and make a, ask a question of the congregation, I'd say, if there's, if there's something that you're challenged with right now, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads. And I'd ask the congregation, there would be maybe six or 800 people in one service, and I'd tell them, with all your eyes closed and your heads bowed and nobody looking around, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I ask you this one question. How many people here struggle with having peace in their life? And I'm telling you, it would be maybe 75% of the people in the church would raise their hands because dealing with peace was a big challenge for them. In addition to the word peace, I would ask people to raise their hands under the same circumstances in the church with their eyes closed. And I'd say, how many people here are challenged with understanding and knowing your purpose in your life? And many times I would see half or more of the people in the church would raise their hands because they were struggling with purpose. Now, today's session is on peace, and I'm going to be doing a session down the road, maybe in a few weeks, on knowing God's purpose, that God is our source to understand our purpose. But for today, I want to get into God's Word and talk more about the subject of knowing that God is our source for peace. I'm going to be reading from the book of Luke in chapter 1. I use the New Living Translation in my teaching. I'll be reading about the prophecy of Zechariah that Luke mentions in chapter 1. So in Luke chapter 1, in verse 78, Luke writes of this prophecy. It says here in 78, Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. I mean, right there, that's going to give us strength, right? When you read that and know that God's going to light up our life. In verse 79, it says, To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. You know, when you think about the path to peace, it can only be found in God's Word. Because the Word of God wants us, desires us, to live with hope and with peace and to know that God is our strength. He's our source. He's, as I say often, a very present help in times of times of trial. So with that, we need to understand what does that mean when verse 79 says, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Basically what it's saying is when you're when you're having problems, when you're without hope or filled with anxiety or, or worry, those things are pulling you down into doubt and fear. That's the sit in darkness and the shadow of death. They're basically, sometimes people are about ready to give up on life itself because they can't seem to find peace in their life. But God's word says, and to guide us to the path of peace. The path of peace is something that we have to put into our heart, put into our mind, put into our life by claiming God's promises. We've got to believe that God's word tells us that we'll have the peace of God that passes all understanding and it'll guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. We must believe that that's for us. That's your promise. And when this scripture says to guide us into path of peace, that is your promise. That's a promise from God that you can live a peaceful life. We don't have to be filled with anxiety. We don't have to be filled with worry to be anxious about everything and worry about this and worry about that. You know, I have got a pastor for many, many years. Love the man dearly, Pastor Barnett. And Pastor Barnett used to say something about worry. He'd be up there preaching. He'd say, you know, here's how I handle worry. As the week goes along, I take and I write down all the things I'm worrying about. I need to worry about this. I need to worry about that. And he would say he's writing those things down. And he found out at the end of the week when he was praying and asking God for direction and guidance that by the time he got to Sunday, he'd look at that sheet that had all these things to worry about. I don't think he really wrote a sheet, but he's using it as a 
great example of how we should put those things aside. But if he had a list of worries, of things to worry about or be concerned about, he said that it would be gone. All of those issues were settled, that everything that he'd written or was concerned about or basically put in his heart to be concerned about and to, to basically be challenged with, by the time he got God's word in into him and by the time he prayed and sought God and prepared himself to bless other people, all of that worry, all that anxiety was gone. He never had to worry about it. So we, I think that's a great path of peace. It just simply say to yourself, I'm not going to worry about it now. I'm going to let it go because God's in charge. The way I handle worry is basically, like I just said earlier, is that I just thank God that I don't have to be anxious or to, to worry. I don't have to have that in my life and I thank him for it in advance before I even go to sleep at night. So I hope something like that would help you. Now let me give you another suggestion on how to deal with finding peace in your life, understanding that God is our source for peace. Once again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. We're going to go into the book of of Psalms and read some of these Psalms in order to get a better understanding of how to have peace in our life. It's found, the one I'm going to refer to is found in Psalm 34, and it's verse number 14. Now, David is speaking about challenges in his life, and he was concerned about his son and concerned about his people that were trying to come after him and were always against him. But he basically said these words, which are very powerful to help us understand how to have peace in our life. In verse 14, it says in chapter 34, turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. So there's a great statement. I mean, look at what he's saying here. He's saying, turn away from evil. That means don't sin. Fall, get away from sin. When you see sin approaching, run from it. And he says, and do good. Do something good for someone. Bless someone. Be encouraging to others. You see, when we bless other people, we are blessed back. Anytime we give, we're going to. it's going to be returned to us in a form of a blessing of one type or another. If you're worried about a problem, then maybe you should go out and help somebody else who has the same problem, and therefore you'll release yourself of that worry because you're telling them how not to worry and how to trust God. It goes on to say in the second part of that scripture, 3414, search for peace search for it. You've got to find it. We've got to go out and find peace. You know, peace isn't going to be just given to us. We live in a sinful world. We live in a world where the devil himself goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And that's his goal in life. He goes around to kill and to steal and destroy. He doesn't want us to have peace. He doesn't want us to have joy. He doesn't want us to live a quality Christian life. The devil, our adversary, is after us. He's trying to cause all these problems. So he keeps throwing the same worries and same concerns at us all the time. So here the psalmist tells us we need to search for peace. And then it says, and work to maintain it. You see, it's one thing to get peace. You read a scripture, you feel at peace, everything's great. And then 10 minutes later, you start to worry again. So that simply means that we're violating the words that we're reading about here in the word of God. It says work to maintain it. It takes work. It takes effort to maintain peace in your life. And I'm telling you, it's it's a challenge that we all have. I've had those challenges. I've told you about the illnesses that I've had. I haven't even mentioned the fact that I served in Vietnam and was under some combat conditions from time to time, and I didn't like being shot at. And I used to say, Lord, if you'll get me out of here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve you, I'll go to church. And I would make a promise to God, but then the next day I would forget about it. God would take care of me, and I would kind of ignore him and kind of let him do his thing, and I did mine. Well, I didn't have a lot of peace. 
in Vietnam because I wasn't a believer. I had not given my life to Jesus Christ and I didn't understand that the word of God is filled with examples on how to live at peace. So when we read that scripture, once again, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 34 and verse 14, David said this, Turn away from evil and do good. All right, we got that one down. Search for peace. That means we got to find a way to find peace. And I believe we find peace by helping other people find their peace. You see, whatever we lack in life, we got to give it away in order to come back to us. If we lack friendship, then we need to be friendly. If we lack love in our life, then we should share love and show love to other people. If we have needs in our life, then we need to go out and help other people with the same needs and that'll minister to us. So he says, search for peace. And then he says, and work to maintain it. So it's an effort. It's an ongoing process, but you can receive peace beyond your wildest imagination. You can't explain it, but you know that you have it. And when you have it, you're thankful to God and we need to give him thanks for it. I find some great advice in Psalm number 37, starting at verse number 36. Now let's go back to 35, because I think if we read this, we'll understand how we can have peace in our life. And once again, these are instructions that'll help us understand how to live in peace and how to maintain peace in our life. It says here in in the New Living Translation, Psalm 37 and verse 35, he wrote here, I have seen wicked and ruthless people. Now we've all seen that. We've all been around those kind of folks. Flourishing like a tree in its native soil. You see, we think that they're happy. We think they're filled with joy and they're at peace because they're laughing and enjoying life and they've got money and finances. So we look onto them and say, boy, they must really have it. But then he goes on to say in verse 36, but when I looked again, they were gone. Though I searched for them, I could not find them. You see, what he's saying is you can't find happy peaceful, joyful people who don't have a relationship with God. Oh, they might have a temporary fun or joy or laughter, whatever it might be, but they don't have truth that lasts and peace that lasts, a lifetime of peace and joy. Then he says in verse 37, look at those who are honest and good. All right, now he's telling us to turn our eyes on people who are good people, who are honest people, who are joyful people. It says for them, for a wonderful future awaits those who love peace. He's showing a contrast in people who fake it and people who have it. There are people, I know a number of them, as I've pastored for 20 years, as I counseled people in finance when I was a banker for 15 years. I know a lot of people who have faked what I call faking peace. They basically wanted people to think that they just loved life and they were full of joy and laughter and fun and they were just so nice to be around and they were just seemed to be so happy. But then when you saw something happen in their life that was difficult, All of a sudden, they would come in to see me when I was a pastor and when I was a banker, and they were struggling, and they were having a difficult time. Maybe their business turned sour, or maybe their relationship with their family or their spouse turned bad, or they had a child go astray, and they were really in the midst of deep, deep, serious anguish and trials, and they didn't have the peace of God that passes all understanding. They didn't understand what it was to have that joy. And we've got to remember there's people who are around us every day, some are filled with really true joy from God. Because it says here, those are the honest and the good people for who have a wonderful future awaits those who love peace. If you love peace, then it says you got to pursue it. You see, if we truly love peace, then it says to pursue it. In the prior scripture, it talked about pursuing it and search for it and find it and go and find that peace. Now, it's got to be the right peace. It's got to be God's peace, the only peace that lasts the peace that'll last into eternity. The peace that the world gives is maybe buying a new car. 
Maybe they get happy for a moment or the peace of getting a new house. I'm not saying that a Christian can't have a new car and a new house and enjoy it, but that's not what brings you peace. A car can't bring peace. A house can't bring peace. But the joy of the Lord can and will bring peace. And if the joy of the Lord is your strength, then you'll receive the strength that you need to go through all of the challenges that you're going to face in life each and every day. Now, let's go to another scripture in the book of Psalms, and it's found in Psalm number 120 and verse number 7. This scripture gives us kind of a different example of peace and how we should look at it. The psalmist is writing in the 120th Psalm. Once again, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And in verse number, let's go back to verse number 6 instead of 7. The psalmist wrote, I'm tired of living among people who hate peace. What he's talking about, that people seem to enjoy fighting and arguing and complaining with each other. And we've all been around people like that. You know, there's some people that just simply are not peacemakers. They're people who like to cause confrontations. They like to cause uh, problems or challenges or trials for other people. And they, they walk around sometimes with kind of a scowl look on their face and they're kind of down. A lot of those people are that way because they don't understand what it is to receive peace and, and God's peace that will give them joy and happiness in their life that's real and lasting. You know, I've never really met a person who was hateful and angry that didn't smile from time to time. If you get together with them and talk to them, maybe they would laugh a little bit or get them to just kind of loosen up a little bit. And those people you could see really wanted to have that kind of joy and happiness in their life. And the psalmist wrote here, I'm tired of living among people who hate peace. Well, we all feel that way, that we hate to be around people like that. But if we have peace and joy, we can then spread it to them and encourage them to find that joy. And in verse 7, he says, I search for peace. He says, but when I speak of peace, they want war. So here the psalmist is saying, even when I try to bring peace to people, they still want to fight and argue and complain. And that's something I believe that we have challenges with in our in our country today and in the Christian community. There's a lot of Christians who should be happy and filled with joy, living a quality Christian life, understanding what it is to have the abundance of God, understand what it is to be a person of influence, being a person who can impact the lives of other people. There's a lot of folks that don't live like that as a Christian, but they seem to be angry and upset and discouraged and down. You'll ask a guy, sometimes I'll walk up to a person and say, hey, how you doing? They'll say, well, I'm still breathing. I'm still taking air. You see, that's not what I would call a testimony of peace. That's not a testimony of the joy of the Lord is my strength. So therefore, when someone says that to you, you might want to say, well, I'm just happy that Jesus Christ gave his life for me and that I can live a wonderful life. And I just think the joy of the Lord is our strength or something like that. Just simply say something that'll get that person to realize that making a statement like, well, I'm still breathing is not exactly a testimony of having joy in your life. So we we should look for people that we can speak the joy that we have in our life. So when, when you're done with this podcast today and you look back on it and you say to yourself, wow, what did I get out of it? What did I receive out of it? I can tell you this. You can you can count a couple of things just on one hand that'll tell you what you received out of it. One, you learned how to search for peace, to spread peace, and to be thankful to God because he gave you a peace that is not understood by other people. The Bible says it passes all understanding and it guards our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So you're going to receive from this podcast today the peace of God that passes all understanding and it will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. And whatever little little piece of little nugget that you receive today, little piece of joy that you receive today from this lesson to, to get peace in your life, you're going to share it with someone else. 
You're going to speak it into someone else's life. If you are around people who are not filled with the joy of the Lord, or they're not happy people, or they just don't seem to have peace in their life, you can share the peace that you've received from God, the scriptures that you've read today or listened to today that will help you understand that you can live a joyful life, a peaceful life, a life filled with joy that other people want, they desire. Now, let me close this podcast with scripture found in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, I think verse 2 also. You see, because we got to understand what can we take from this podcast today that will bless us and bless other people? And how can we help other people understand that God is our source of joy and that he can be their source of joy also? So I'm reading in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1. I may read two or three verses. I'm not sure. We'll see how the Spirit leads us. Therefore, it says, since we have been made right in God's sight, by faith. That simply means that we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So by faith, we are right with God. Now it says, it says, because we have received that, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord has done for us. Look at that. We receive peace by having faith. We have faith because we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. If you're not a Christian and you've not committed your life to Christ, you're going to have a difficult time finding peace in your life. If you're not a believer, all you have to do is say, Father, I'm sorry for the sin in my life. I repent of my sins. I ask God to forgive me from all unrighteousness. Jesus, I give my life to you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross. You were crucified, buried, but you came back to life and you've given me eternal life. So I received this day Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him every day of my life. If you prayed that prayer, go find a good church now. I I know I kind of got distracted a little bit there because I don't want to miss an opportunity when the Holy Spirit asked me, I believe, to give people a chance to commit their life to Christ. I don't want to miss that opportunity. So let's get back to that scripture now, talking about peace. Therefore, since we have been made right in God by faith, okay, we've done that, and those who just received Christ, you've been made right in God's sight by faith. Now it says, we have peace. You have peace now if you gave your life to Christ. And if you're a believer, a Christian, and you've been serving God, then you already have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. He gave his life for us. Let's look at verse 2. Because of our faith, here we are again, talking about faith and, and having peace. Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. You see, we don't deserve to have peace. Only because of our relationship Christ with Christ can we have that peace. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Let's read one more verse. Verse 3. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. You see, God knows when a challenge hits us that we can grow from that challenge. And so if you lack peace because of past problems and trials, you give them back to Jesus. You say, Father, I've been delivered from that. That situation is gone in my life and I receive your peace now. And I walk in that peace. And I thank you, God, that I don't have to be anxious for anything. And I thank you, God, that I don't have to have fear, anxiety, Lord. So I believe, Lord, that you've taken that away. And I can receive peace. And I thank you for it now. And just just tell the Lord, thank you for it. And I walk in that peace. And then just say it in Jesus' name. Well, I hope that this has blessed you today. I hope this teaching has been of help to you. I thoroughly enjoy speaking upon the peace of God that passes all understanding. I believe it's so vital to a Christian's life. And in the counseling that I've done for many, many years, biblical counseling as a pastor, and prior to that as a banker when I was working for a bank and I had to counsel a lot of people in their finances, When you think about it, having peace 
is really what it's all about in walking in this life and living a quality Christian life. So let me pray for you and pray that God will bless you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless those who are listening in today, who heard this message on peace, who heard your word and heard all your promises, Father God, on having peace. I pray that you would bless them. And Lord, I pray that they be drawn closer to you, Father, to receive that peace. And I pray, Lord, that they that we would all be thankful each and every day for the peace that you've given us, that you gave your life. Your word tells us that we can have peace because of what Christ did for us. So Lord, I claim that now for everyone who's listening in today, and I thank you for it. God, I pray they would walk in peace and the joy of the Lord, and they truly would live a quality Christian life. And I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to be continuing our teaching on God as our source in every area of our life. I may come back to the subject of peace on a future session, but I believe next podcast, we're going to talk about God is our source for hope. See, a lot of folks lack hope in life today, and I believe God's Word will give us examples of how we can live a life filled with hope, a life filled with promise, and a life filled with purpose. So with that, I hope that you'll tune in to our next podcast dealing with the issue of hope. Well, I'd like to encourage you to go to my webpage if you'd like to get some of my additional teachings that I have on these various topics we've talked about in Quality Christian Living. So you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll find a list of books that I've written. I'll go over them very quickly. One has to do with finances. It's called Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. And it was written based upon my teaching as a pastor and a Bible teacher at our church and also for the years that I spent in banking. And so with that, I hope that you'll be blessed with it. And it's something I think that would get you out of debt quickly. And that'd be a nice way to have a little extra joy in your life and have financial peace, which we'll be talking about financial peace in the future. Another book I've written has to do with faith, and it's entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's based upon the teaching of God speaking to Abraham and Sarah and telling them that they're going to be the parents, if you will, of many nations. Yet they were elderly in their 90s, almost 100 years old, and the thought of them having a child was pretty distant. But God promised them that, and that promise came true. And God put life into their bodies where there seemed to be no life at all. Paul talked about it in the book of Romans when he says, we should learn to call forth those things that are not as though that they are. It's found in Romans chapter 17, I believe it's verse 4. And that book is a premise of faith that helps us to call forth the things in our life that are not happening and believe for it. In addition to that, I've written a book entitled Generosity. What's in it for me? It has to talk about the importance. It's crucial to understand the importance of being generous in our life and the blessings that will come upon us and others when we live a life of generosity. So I hope that that will help you and bless you. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast for a future podcast we're doing, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, if you want to check out the list of podcasts that we have with CPN Shows, you'll see a lot of teaching on prosperity, teachings on faith, and teachings I believe will help you live a quality Christian life. So I hope you've enjoyed this teaching today. And as we continue on this series entitled, God is Our Source, we'll take on a lot of topics. We're going to be talking on the issue of hope next week. We're going to be talking about wealth and purpose and understanding what what joy is in a Christian's life, and really a very positive message that I think will be blessed. So I'd encourage you to talk to your friends and those that you feel could be blessed by listening into these podcasts and tell them to join them from week to week. So with that, I'm just going to close by saying this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next episode, I pray 
that God will richly bless you.